My soul is troubled, and what should I say? Out of the readings from today, this is the one piece of it that has stuck with me. My soul is troubled, and what shall I say? As many, as you, as many of you know, earlier this month I spent a week in Haiti. And during my time in Haiti, I was able to witness and to see a lot of what's happening in that small country. One of the first things I saw was the amount of poverty that was still in Haiti. People who weren't able to rebuild their homes, people who were living in tent cities, people who were so desperate for food and for money and for water that they were doing unmentionable things. Something else I saw while I was there, part of the time we spent in Port-au-Prince, we stayed at an orphanage. And while we were there, we learned that the person who ran the orphanage has been under investigation for the past 20 years for molesting the boys who lived in the orphanage. That night, after we were talking about it, my rector and the four of us that were on the trip sat and had Compline together. And during the time for intercession, she looked and she goes, and I pray for this man. And I was livid. How could she pray for a person who's causing hate or harm? How could she pray for somebody who was hurting innocent people? My soul is troubled, and what shall I say? The next morning while we were at breakfast, this person overheard us talking about what were we going to do because ethically we weren't sure if it was all right to still give money or to stay there. Well, he kind of made our decision for us. He asked us to leave. So we left. And while we were also in Haiti, in Port-au-Prince especially, I was seeing people who were actively engaged in the sex trade that was happening there because they were so desperate. But it was American, there was an American man who, was, who I witnessed doing this. Where is the... That was such an amount of injustice that I couldn't see straight. But there was more. As we were driving from Port-au-Prince to Maui, there are rivers that, and creeks that go through Port-au-Prince that were just littered with garbage. And people were bathing and washing and drinking this water and in turn getting cholera. But there is more. I was able to witness one of the schools that we help support, my parish back home in Minnesota supports, to provide lunches for three, three days a week for the kids there. And I was able to see how wonderful this school works to educate these children, how happy the children are, how thankful the children are to be in school. But there's more. That Sunday we went and worshipped with the community at St. Paul's and I watched as women and men came in their finest clothes that they had to church. There were shirts that were ironed and pressed and clean and they were bringing their best to give to God. 
And then also while I was there, I was amazed to see the amount of hospitality that was given to us. These people who had nothing were giving everything they could to make sure that me and my traveling companions were comfortable. It was such a blessing to see. We hear in the Gospels today, Jesus was saying, should I pray that this cup be taken away from me? No. This is why I'm here at this time and in this place. Many times during my trip in Haiti, I kept wondering, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing here? Why is God allowing me to see all this? But I stayed. And now I know why I was there. I was there to see the good work, but also what else is not working there. And to be a voice for the people who aren't able to speak. As my traveling companions and I drove away from the orphanage in Port-au-Prince, I felt that I was abandoning these kids. I could not do anything to fix the situation. But I'm doing it now. Not everything was bad. Not everything was bad. Things were good. But how many times do we see an injustice, or we see poverty, or we see systemic issues happening, and we pray that God takes it away from us so we don't have to see it? We are blessed to live in a country and to live in a society where we have voice for the voiceless, where we have the ability to stand up and say, we are not going to stand for this anymore. As we're witnessing within this last week of the, the murder of the boy in Florida, we have to be the voice for the voiceless. We have to pray for those that, that anger us the most and pray for God's grace to help. We as a society, are, we see in the news we have one disaster and then another disaster and another disaster and another disaster and we kind of jump from place to place. But we can't forget about the people in the past disasters. We can't, there's still work to be done for Katrina. There's still work to be done for Haiti. There's still work to be done in Japan. And it sounds like it's just so large, it's hard to comprehend. But we have a choice. We can action. We, our voice, our vote how we choose to live and to pray and to be advocates for those who can't be. After service today, I have a sheet, and if you feel so called, I have a challenge for this community. We as Christians believe Easter is a time of resurrection, a time of renewal, a time of rebirth. And I ask you, if you choose, to take one of the papers, and there's a small prayer on it for Haiti from Episcopal Relief and Development. I ask you during this Easter time to pray for the people of Haiti. Pray for the people who are doing good. And especially pray for the people who aren't doing so good. This is a time where we can do and we can act. I think the overall learning that I had from this was that I can't stand anymore and know that children are dying of thirst. Children are dying of food. People are dying because they are drinking dirty water and contaminated water. 
and I place a challenge to each of you today. I can no longer stand for that. I can't stand to hear stories of children who were denied medical help because they were physically handicapped. So I ask you, let us stand for no more thirst. Let us stand for clean water. Let us stand for food for all. And most of all, let us stand for justice. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.